just get locked into a pretty good groove here. How's everybody feeling today? Fucking great, man. I've been fucking rocking and rolling since <laughs> skin 30. All right. <laughs> <laughs> tight, tight, tight. Well, we're going to keep this party rolling. Everybody, please make some noise for two. Um, How many people were in your band now? Six? There's only six of us. So two sixths. <laughs> Primate. Make some noise for the internet. Woo! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's really cool to have you here. Finally, Sean, you, I just, you know, pretty much just met, met. <laughs> two minutes ago, but it's nice to have you here as well. But Thanks. Sean, you're somebody that I've known in the Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh adjacent music scene for a few years now. You know, um, I've played shows that you've played in various projects. You've played some of those shows in various versions of your band. Yes, we've had lots of different versions. Yeah. One of the first shows that we've done together uh, when you were Gray Walker and we did um, the, uh, the place that you don't like that just burned down. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah Clariton. Yeah. Clariton. Uh, what's it called? Valley yeah. Hotel. Valley Hotel. I really like that little venue. You know, they had like the bar there in the back, and you like the stage was behind the bar. I like that place. Remember we? I'm gonna. Oh, I will never forget that, Sean. That was one of the wildest fucking rooms I ever played in my goddamn life, dude. We fucking packed that. It was packed. Look, they had to keep running to the fucking bank to the different (laughs) beer distributors. They're like, "Yo, we can't handle all this," and it was all because of you. And Hell yeah. No, I mean, you know, any any room with uh, loudspeakers and good people, I'm down for. I don't give a fuck where it is. I know you but are, baby. With that being said, that was still one of the wildest fucking rooms I ever played with the fucking stage behind the bar. I, I never seen some shit like that in my life. You sit at the bar <laughs> and then the stage is like right behind you. And then, you know, for insurance purposes, they burned that motherfucker down. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, God, God bless, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so for anybody that isn't familiar with Primate, I would I would say that Primate is just an experimental rock slash metal band in the vein of such things as like I don't know anything that like Faith No More was ever responsible for. Yes, we we, we get that a lot. Faith No More, Green Jello, uh, Mr. Bungle, like a, yeah, right, Mr. Bungle. We're sort of a, a eclectic metal band that sort of doesn't fit the mold. Uh, more so when we were doing stuff with Megan with with the violin and stuff, and she recently left us. But uh, we have Jeff now with, from God Hates Unicorns who. Definitely fills the void. Um, he, he he does a great job. I tried getting him here tonight, but he's like, yo, if I if I come here, I might fall asleep. And I was like, yo, we can't have you falling asleep on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's all good. So you know, this band, as I already mentioned prior, has gone through many versions. You know, people come and go for whatever reason. It doesn't matter either. You know. Godspeed or fuck off, whatever. I'm sure you've had both experiences. Uh, but with Primate, you know, where it stands today, you know, do you feel that, like, the band is finally, like, achieving a sound that you would hope to of, like, in the early days? And I'm asking you this question because as somebody that has been familiar with your band for a while, I always felt like there was a sound that the band was trying to achieve, and it never quite figured it out until the most recent release that you've done. I think that it's like a really good accomplishment for you guys, genuinely. Definitely a great question, Brian. Really, uh, since um, we started uh, over 20 years ago uh, as a band, and uh, I was with my boy Ian for 20 years, and um, about, uh, what, three years ago, Alex joined a band, and we released an album called Metamorphosis, which was like, metamorphosing us into what we were about to become. And uh, with our most recent album that we released was uh, called Gods of the Anthropoids. And um, really that album from Metamorphosis, we were like metamorphosing into what we should be coming. Uh, it was the first album that we released without Ian uh, in the band for 20 years. And uh, Alex kind of filled the void in that 20 years of uh, writing. 
And uh, when we wrote that album, it was sort of like changing into what we're becoming. And uh, with our most recent album release, uh, With Gods, we were like, okay, well, you've had the transition, and here we are today being what is uh, the bigger picture of uh, what Primate is, is becoming. Yeah, I totally get that. And it's like also really interesting now being a band where, you know, you have Alex, you mentioned you're in your early 20s, right? And you're in your yeah, 40s. Mm-hmm. I, I'm in my <laughs> 40s. Uh, our guitar player, Alex, is what, 23? 24. 24. And our other guitarist is 50. So you have such a different uh, yeah. variety of like 50 to 22 and we really try to like just fill everything in of understanding what what the um, music industry wants. Like we don't just try to put ourselves in this category or that category. When a lot of people try to book us, they're like, "Oh, what kind of what kind of uh, genre are you?" And really, we don't really fit into a genre. I don't think. Sure, I understand that. I, I, Very I, I experimental. Really, yeah. We call ourselves like eclectic metal. Like it's like not just this, you know. Especially when we had Megan with the violin and playing everything. Megan was in the band for seven years, and um, she has moved on to uh, other things. And we wish her the best of uh, everything that she's doing. She's doing a couple other uh, bands and a couple other uh, things at this time. And we 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 wish her the best. It, it was a good seven years run with her, and uh, now we're moving on. And Jeff definitely fills the void with the keys, and definitely doing uh, good things to to fill fill the void of uh, missing Megan. Totally. So I'm really interested now, and maybe you know, you can shed some light on this. This is like a question for both of you, and it's like the same question, but like from two very different perspectives, and it's really all based on age at this point right because <laughs> i'm an old motherfucker <laughs> well it's really yes that's one I way of putting it i shaved the beard off i shaved the beard off just to make sure i look a little younger that's you know that's one way of putting it but <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> you know my question is in regards to the experience and the interactions that you have with each other in the band because you know, playing live music is something that you've been doing for almost as long as Alex has been alive. Right. But, and like, you know, Alex, I don't know how long that you've been playing in bands or anything, but I know that you've been in Primate for three years is what Sean said, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, I'm curious, like, I'll start with you, Alex, on this question. Like, what has your experience been like being in a band with somebody that, you know, not just because they're older, but just because they've gone through so much stuff like what have you been able to learn from like being in a band with people that have kind of already gone through like all of the mistakes that maybe you may have not like had the opportunity to make yet so being with primate has been like a real positive thing i wouldn't take it as a negative because i've learned so much from sean and everybody else yeah like p our other guitar player i ask him questions on a daily basis of like hey what can we do to amp up our let's say our shows or something or even our performance and then he'll say, you know, try this, try that. It's like, okay, well, let's have some fun with it. So anything that we do is all in a positive aspect. I would never say anything negative. Yeah, yes. I, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, fishing for anything negative. <laughs> I, I figured you weren't. No, I just, I think that it's really cool because, you know, not only are you working together in this creative environment, but I imagine that, you know, you've become friends and you're learning from each other. And I'm sure there's a lot, Sean, that you can learn from Alex as well, because having like a younger, fresher, different perspective can really help bring some, like a breath of fresh air into the band versus being in a band with, you know, other people that might be your age and maybe they don't have the same drive that you do. I understand. You know what I mean? I definitely feel that, Brian, um, Alex here brings definitely a fresh breath of uh, air to us. Um, he He's definitely very, very uh, energetic. He brings a lot of new ideas. Uh, he writes a lot of good stuff for us. Uh, I really think that Alex has been a positive uh, addition, especially with him and, and um, Pete. They definitely try to play off of, off of each other and try to have a good time. You know, like it's like, 
sometimes when we're practicing or playing at a show and he's just like, you know, playing off of each other and they're just like dancing and having a good time. I'm like, yes, that is it. We need to have a good time. We need to have fun. And and the audience feels that. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I would say that the last time that I saw you, which would have been at the, the release show. By yourself. By when I played by myself. First yes. time? Yeah. Um, well, it was the first time in a long time and the first time that those songs had been performed. So, And it sounded great. Thank you. I appreciate the compliment. I, we loved it. What I'm saying, though, less about me, more about you. Y'all the guests. Y'all the guests. <laughs> um, was I felt it was like the most comfortable I had ever seen your band like playing together as a unit. Like oh. it just seemed like everybody was having a good time. Everybody was on the same page. Everybody knew the songs, you know, and everybody was just there to like put on a good show. And and to clarify, that was indeed our CD release, which was uh, at Tower 29, and uh, they took care of us as always. Um, yeah, we really had a great time there. Uh, great support of all the bands, literally all the bands in Pittsburgh. We've uh, built a pretty good relationship with multiple bands in the, in, in the Pittsburgh scene. Uh, Ryan from Neo Stem, we've uh, two of the songs off of our new CD. We did. Uh, right with him and uh it was definitely a great fun experience right alex i wasn't there for that uh, <laughs> well alex did indeed leave for about what a year or six months or something like that just about just to try to pursue other things and they all failed and then it, <laughs> he was, was like, like he's like let me see what i can do and pop my car around here i was with primate no no i need to come back <laughs> I, I missed it it was more like home with them than leaving as sure. i was like okay i messed up i actually missed playing these songs because one night i just sent him a video in my basement i'm just playing primate songs i was like yep i miss it i want to come back <laughs> <laughs> i think that you know maybe it's something that I mean, I definitely resonate with this as somebody in my 30s. Sean, I know you resonate with this being Wait, in your 40s. Wait, you're in your 30s? Yes, I'm only in my 30s. Oh, okay. I thought you were a little older than me. I wish I was, but I'm not. Oh. I don't know why I wish I was. Why would I say that? <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> oh. oh, hey. Ding dong. Um, so, but as somebody in, you know, 30s, 40s, 20s, I, it's like, I understand the value so much of just making music and being creative with people that are actually enjoyable to be around, you know, yeah. and uh, it's something that, you know, it makes total sense. It's like, you, even if you do go out and try to find some other people to work with, it could be really hard just to find people that you get along with. Mm -hmm. Even right. if you write like good music together, it's like, I'd rather write okay songs with cool people than like uh, great songs with bad people. Yeah. Well, you got to write like what? So they say you got to write like 20 songs before you write one good song, right? It's about right. I don't know if I subscribe to that. <laughs> it's you got to write like 20 before you get that one good one, man. Hey, We've been around for a long time. You know, there's some, there's some, there's some weirdo prodigy kids on YouTube that come up with good songs out of fucking nowhere. Of well, they, and there's there's ding dongs that I know that have been trying to make music for years and they ain't wrote one good song yet. <laughs> they got way more than twenty. But They're again, like, ding dong, ding dong, uh, ding dong, ding dong. Good is all. Uh, good is subjective, though. You know what I mean. Right. Well, one person's trash is another's treasure, yeah, exactly. as they yeah. say. I'd be looking through trash all day, be like driving, like, oh, that's pretty good. I'll do that shit. <laughs> so, you know, with the release of your most recent record, that is, that's like out now that people can listen to yep. on the internet and they could come see you play and all that stuff. What is like the main focus for the band now? Because sometimes, like, I've found myself in a situation where I like put out a record and it's like, okay, we play some shows and then, then what? Yeah. Do we just do the it all album. again? Or like, do I like try to find a better way to actually promote this album? You know, For, where are you guys at right now in terms of like, I mean, you're on a podcast talking about it, so that's a good step. But uh, <laughs> aside from that, like, you know, what has like promoting this release been like for you guys? It's been fun. Well, yeah. It's, it's been fun. You know, we did, um, Leading up to this album, we did a little statewide contest uh, called The Big Break. Um, we did a little video, and uh, we wrote a song called uh, Empty on the Inside. And uh, when we did that video, we um, 
we're we're in we were in a statewide contest, and in that statewide contest, we actually went back to my hometown, which is Scranton, Pennsylvania. Uh, I moved here uh, to Pittsburgh in 1999, and when um, this little contest came up, really, I I think that that contest um, solidified us as a band. You know, like it gave us a um, it gave us a, a project to work together as mm. as as a as a whole, and uh, you know Dave, our drummer, uh, recently joined us within the last year, and uh, Alex rejoined us within the last year. He um, he left and came back as he stated a little earlier, and um, that gave us a little bit of a <clears throat> sort of like a. Um, a vision to say, hey, look, you know, this is something that we want to do. It gave us motivation. We uh, we we put our hearts and souls into that. We we did a contest, and our fans came out and definitely voted for us. We w- when the contest came out statewide, we had more votes than anybody in the whole entire state. So shout out to our fans for that. That was wonderful. We appreciate you. We love you. Um, so we, we had all the votes to be number one in, um, in, in the votes for the contest. My wife made the video, uh, it's called empty on the inside, uh, go out and check out the video. It's on YouTube and, um, it's on our new album. It's on our new album. And, uh, that was with, uh, razor blade recordings on our new album. So definitely, uh, gave us a little motivation to do something, you know, like, when, when you're in a band, Brian, you're in a band, you know, like when you're in a band, you want things to motivate you. You know, it's like, hey, look, what can I do? Can I do this? Can I do that? Can I do this? Can I do a show? Can I do this? You know, there's just so many things, especially in um, the uh, uh, virtual world that we're in today. It's like, oh, uh, there's so many different venues or not venues, but uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Platforms, platforms, yeah, platforms—a good word. Platforms that you could put your content here. Junk. <laughs> your junk. Uh, throw my junk out there. I mean, there, there are a lot of platforms yeah. where you can throw your junk. Yeah. Oh well, well, yeah. This is only farts right here. <laughs> that was a good uh, joke. Yeah. Good joke. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I got uh, Pete with that one for I don't want I don't want to lose I don't want to lose any kind of uh Well no I think that <laughs> what you're saying at its core is a really good point because where I think a lot of bands um get lost is actually like under like knowing what to do like it's like okay yeah duh we write songs and duh we play shows but that's not enough Yep. You need to find other little goals and projects for you to do as a unit yep you know to like keep working towards something you know, yep. I was talking earlier with um somebody else on the show, and uh, we were just talking. You about, can mention them, huh? You can, you can mention the, somebody earlier. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I was talking. It doesn't matter. Uh, it, it's it, it's it, it's irrelevant. But uh, well, they're not irrelevant. But I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about like how bands get stuck in this cycle of like uh <laughs> of like doing what they're supposed to do but there's so much more that you can do now as a result of the internet and right. all these new options you know right. i guess you know, i understand romanticizing the blueprint of what bands did in the 80s and the 90s and even the early 2000s to some degree before right. the internet really took off but now there's so many more options so you don't have to just follow that yep. guide yep. you know and i think that it could be but it can be hard though, especially. It's more confusing because there is so many. Totally. There's so many avenues that you could take. And it's just like this big world of, hey, do I well, do I concentrate here? Do I concentrate here? Do I because I can't do it all. Well, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, curious. Oh like, this is too much. <laughs> another interesting um That's why they see people. Yeah, that's why they do pay people for it. <laughs> yeah. But it's an interesting thing. Are, are to- you up for hire? No, I'm not. <laughs> I am booked, bro. Um, if we, if you think about it, though, like if you're somebody like yourself, Sean, who has been doing, like you were doing music, you know, in the late 90s through the early 2000s, like me as well, I'm doing music as the internet's becoming a thing. Right. And we try to learn it, but we're also kind of set in our ways to some degree. 
Whereas like, you know, Alex, whenever you start getting into music, right? I imagine, well, the internet's a thing. Mm -hmm. So a lot of this stuff probably just comes more natural to you because like there isn't like a world that you remember engaging in prior to the internet. So that's a weird and kind of like really cool thing to have like together. So I think it's it's a a yin and yang. It's mixed nuts. Yin and yang, mixed nuts. (laughs) How do you, I mean, Alex, do you like, uh, you know, give too much of a shit about the internet? Do you offer any promotional sort of ideas and things like that? No. I, I, I asked it in the way that I did because you weren't really giving me internet vibes. He's like, yo, I kind of like to much. stay away from it. Sure. Sure. It's, it's just not a, it's not a good place if you don't make it one. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautifully it, it's, said. It's a rough world out there, man. But I appreciate the um, opportunity to have those, you know, those, um, Ports or whatever they're called, like uh, platforms. Platforms, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can correct me all day. It's like, yo, ports, platforms, whatever. Yes. Hey. But I've had some drinks today. That's cool. <laughs> I was trying to prepare for you. Oh, I would have. I would have had uh, had a little more had I known. <laughs> that didn't sound right. Yeah, no, it's super. <laughs> no, I, uh, I actually, I got it in quite a bit the past couple of days. So now I'm just kind of. Relaxing as I drink a canned Mai Tai that's 13%. So I'm not, I'm not quite relaxing. Mine's but zero. Just 5%. Zero. <laughs> zero. I'm at 5% or something. Yeah. So, so I asked the question that we didn't really answer exactly. Well, I guess you kind of answered it because we were talking about the, the contest that you were in. But now, what is Primate doing now? The album's been released. What are you doing <laughs> to get people to hear this fucking thing? sharing yep um you know that's a strange question brian because it's hard to know where to go right like there's so many venue uh there's so many different platforms, uh, platforms. platforms. <laughs> i got there's it first. so many different platforms and different revenues and different avenues and different places totally. that you could go it's like where do you go uh so what we do is we do what we know, right? We continue to play shows. We continue to play venues. Uh, you know, we got a, a show coming up with um, Green Jello. Nice. You know, Green Jello. August seventh, right? Uh, yeah, eight seven is the Sunday uh, out at Sub Alpine. So we try to just keep plugging away, man. That's all you could do, you know? Yeah. Like, like I booked this show with uh, Green Jello and Bill Man Speaker. Uh, pre-pandemic so one of the you know with the pandemic that happened and you know coronavirus and everything we had um we had a whole bunch of shows that were booked and we 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 booked green jello out of california pennsylvania uh, california not california california pennsylvania, pennsylvania. what man what i had some drinks <laughs> I mean, man. A real place and come on it is, it is uh, it's not california place. pennsylvania man but uh, I had some drinks and anyways, we, we booked with, uh, Bill and, uh, two years later, we're finally making it happen out at sub Alpine. So you just got to keep plugging away, man. You just yeah. keep doing what you do. You know, like we play shows, we have merch, we have albums. We just keep plugging away. And, uh, hopefully someday before I'm 75, I might be able to retire. <laughs> You know, I find it one of the unfortunate things about being an artist that does, you know, what we might call eclectic music. Because, like, with normal creatures, I've always had a really hard time knowing where to promote this music. I know that there are people out there that like this music. Because, I like it. Well, thank you, Sean. I am not a unique person by any means. Get so, no. This guy. This like, I'm not a unique well, uh, person. I got 12 bands. I got a podcast. No, I'm, I'm not unique. No. Come on, I'm man. Say, no, I'm saying, I'm, I mean, in terms of Come like. Come on, man. This guy's right here, man. This is Mr. Pittsburgh. In terms of the way that I interact with music, I don't feel like I'm like special or snobby or anything. I just like what I like. So, I know that there are other people out there that also just like what they like, right? You know? So trying to find those kind of people can be really hard because also a lot of the kind of like 
me and my, you know, I use the internet and I socialize because I have a podcast and I play in bands. But outside of that, I am just kind of like real chill. If we're hanging out face to face, I'll talk your ear off. But other than that, like real low key. So I could be kind of introverted. And I know a lot of the people that like my kind of music are also introverted and they don't give a lot of people things. They don't give a lot of things chances because they just don't trust things. So how do you get people to listen to your stuff that are somewhat introverted that like aren't always like going out and about to find things because they just don't trust all the stuff that they see, you know? Well, you know, it's a weird world, man. Brian, my, my favorite saying is you don't trust your thrust. Okay. I'm trying, I mean, it's a good saying. I'm trying to think about how it's applicable to what I was just talking about. Well, Hopefully you're editing this shit. Nope. <laughs> yes, you are. find the people that know, like, who want to listen to new stuff. If they want a new stuff, they'll find a ways out to find it. Yeah. That's what I did for a while when I was a hermit. I was on Pandora, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. Just go on a radio station, click play, don't even push stop. It was just finding my own way that way. Hell yeah. I love that. Sean, how do you engage with new music? He listens to rap, by the way. Not even a metal fan. Well, with the new music, you know, I sing in a metal band, and I don't like really metal. Uh, I'm more of a singer-songwriter type person. Uh, When I was growing up, I listened to more punk rock and that sort of stuff. So how did, not to cut you off, but then, like, how did your, like, vocal approach? I mean, I get that, like, because it's a very diverse approach. So I get that you listen to a lot of music, but yeah. I, I find it somewhat surprising that like metal isn't maybe one of the like more I don't upper like, ones. I don't, I don't like any metal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like metal at all. Bro. Okay, that's really that's really interesting. Uh, I'm more into like singer songwriter stuff, like Conor O'Burst and Titus Andronicus and stuff like that. But so uh, then, why like? Well, I'm a singer. So why interject, like, the harsh vocals into your music then? It just happened, you know? Like, when I started this band in uh, 99, uh, my guitar player, Ian, who was um, with me for 20 years, and obviously became 50 and had, like, a child, and things just, like, moved away. It was me and Ian's band, man. Like, Primate was me and Ian's band. And when... um, you know, I just sort of evolved into what the music was. Like, if you listen to old Primate CDs, like, our first two CDs are definitely more straight punk rock than what they are today. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. If, if you listen to, like, especially, like, we have a, our first album, which isn't our first album, but we call it our first album. Uh, it is um, De-Evolution. So, you know, we play on the uh, Primate uh, you know, primate things. So basically evol- evolving into what we're becoming. So when, again, when we joined with Alex, we did the metamorphosis, which was a, a metamorphosis yeah. into what he was doing. Uh, and what we did with the older albums, we did a de-evolution where we uh, de-evolved into older stuff. And so uh, we were definitely more punk rock back then. And, then uh, when we did our um, middle album, which was uh, The Conqueror, uh, we did that with Vinny, and uh, Vinny died. So Vinny was um, Megan's ex-boyfriend. So, well, I only say ex-boyfriend because he died. Uh, he, he had a little, um, he, he, he passed away. But The Conqueror, which we did, was uh, a Frankenstein album. So when we did our Conqueror album, it was all dedicated to Vinny. Now, if you look up uh, the word Vinny or the name Vinny, uh, Vincent actually means to conquer. So we we named the album The Conqueror after Vinny. Uh, Vinny passed away, unfortunately. And what we did, Mikey, our, our bass player, um, we had a bunch of uh, random 
recordings of uh, Vinny. And when, when we recorded him, we actually Frankenstein the whole album together. Uh, so there were, there were a few songs on that album where it was just him playing and being random. And it, I wouldn't say it's definitely not our best album. But it definitely means a lot to me uh, to be able to uh, do something with Vinny, who yeah. unfortunately passed away. And that's how we met Megan. Like, Vinny and Megan were, you know, together. And Vinny, like, brought Megan into the band. And that Vinny was also part of, I don't know, have you ever heard of uh, Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo? No, I have not. Well, they're, um, they were originally here from Pittsburgh, but they were one of my favorite Pittsburgh bands, and they're now in Seattle. Okay. So, um, but Vinny was the keyboard player in that band, and um, he the first band that he ever played guitar with was with us. And um, I really, really miss Vinny. I, I don't mean to like go off on on a tantrum, but really Vinny was something that like I said, we, we released a conqueror with him and um we could just cut that man. <laughs> no, no, I do well I was, I was asking about we were I think we were you know we were talking about the the punk rock origins of Primate and I was kind of curious about, you know, like how and when the metal thing came into the band, you know? It, it just sort of evolved, man. Like, we recorded with uh, Intertube Studios. You know who that is? Uh, Intertube Studios out of, um, uh, what's his name? Nick uh, Cusell. You know who Nick Cusell is? I don't know is? Nick. No. Yeah, Nick Cusell. Uh, we recorded with him. We did two albums with him. And the first two albums definitely was much more punk rock than what we are today. Um, but, you know, like when you play with any kind of band after, you know, so many years, you sort of evolve into what is expected, right? Like, it's like, I don't know if, if expected is the right word. It's like, that's where the is it, music was it more, takes you. you sure. Know? Like, kind of like, we want to do stuff that we think is cool and different, but we also want to play shows. And maybe there's a lot of like more metal stuff going on at the time or is it i don't really know if it's that okay Brian. i think it's more like look that's what like my old guitar players who's like in his 50s he was like oh you should sing more like chris cornell i'm like <laughs> fucking chris cornell I'm like, yeah no fuck i ain't fucking doing chris cornell man but it's just like the way that you know, the way that any kind of music or band or sure. anything else evolves, it's just sort of like, hey, look, this is what you're doing. This is what it sounds like. This is the wave that we're riding, right? Sure. Yeah. I understand. It's like you were uh, you were making some food and then, you know, you're making dinner every day and you started putting some spicy stuff in there yeah. and then your palate got a little bit acclimated to the spicy. Yeah. Uh, next thing you know, even though you're like, you know what? I might not be a huge fan of spicy food, but it's what I'm making all the time. That's right. <laughs> That's what I'm making all the time. <laughs> uh, Alex, you know, what's your relationship with like more extreme genres of music, heavy metal, things like that? Like what's your background? Uh, Metallica, Trivium. Okay. Yeah. Wage War Whitechapel. Okay. Slaughter to Prevail. I like so, I listen to a lot of metal. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then sometimes like I get I get into a funk where it's like, okay, I gotta stop listening to this, back out for a minute. So I'll go to like either like dubstep or rap. <laughs> okay, cool. Not not necessarily for the lyrical content, but because of the background noise that's going on. Sure. I mean, a lot of those genres, you know. A lot of electronic music, which, I mean, most rap is electronic music, and then obviously dubstep. There's still, like, the same kind of um, sonic intensity and mm -hmm. melody that you would get out of a metal song. It's just performed with electronic instrumentation. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think that that's something that Jeff has brought to our to our band. Like, Jeff from God Hates Unicorns, you guys, you know him, you love him, right? Mm -hmm. He uh, 
he's definitely brought like a different um, sound to what we've been doing. So uh, definitely fills the void of uh, missing the violin. Uh, Jeff has uh, filled in the electronic and definitely filled in other things. Um, Alex likes bands like what Motionless and White. Is that mm-hmm. what they're called? They're from Scranton as well. So they're from Scranton. And uh, we recently got uh, reviewed from uh, JC Rock and Metal or something like that, who uh, actually reviewed our album and gave us an 8 out of 10. Which, hey. I'll take an 8 out of 10, right? Yeah, baby. 8 out of 10. And uh, they reviewed. We released our album on 610, and they released our album on the The same same, day, right? The same day. And I I sent a message to Alex. I'm like, yo, this, this dude reviewed the same fucking Band Man. that we that you like, mm-hmm. and I don't really know emotionless way. It's not really my type of thing. And what did they get? They got a seven, right? A six. six. Uh, a six, baby. A six. So we got an eight, man. Come on, man. Come on. What's up? That's right. Motion like, where you at? <laughs> no, I love that, man. That's great. Um, well, I mean, that's the thing too. It's just like I think it's really cool. That now, you know, as a band that, you know, even though you may not be like a fan of metal, it still makes sense that it, it exists within the band because oh, yeah. other, I mean, you know, we've, other people we've in the band. for plenty of metal bands. Everybody's. Like Mushroom Head, sure. P.E., you know, like. Everybody's. Like, yeah, they're just. It's like we just don't fit in one genre. That, that That's our biggest thing is like trying to get in the spot where we fit in. You know, it's like. We're not really metal. We're not really punk. We're not really singer songwriters. We're not. It's just it's like just, outcast shit. Yeah, we're not acapellas. Yeah, <laughs> right? just being like just being an outcast. It's yeah. like the most interesting thing, you know. And like you know, as a songwriter myself, you know, I always find that you know the best thing that you can do, and really all that you should ever want to do as a musician is just to contribute something unique to the world. It doesn't matter if it is air quote good or bad, if it's a five out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. Brian, you contribute in like the metal genre. You contribute in the rap genre. Sure. You contribute in the... you, I try to contribute something unique in all of those platforms. You definitely do, always, man. I'm not, not trying to blow your horn. Well, I appreciate that, Sean. I appreciate the kindness. <laughs> it's and, but, the truth. you know, and I, I do, I do genuinely appreciate that. Uh, you, but it's, you, you know, are, it's, you are good, man. It's not always. I mean, but still, it doesn't always work out, you know. And uh, but that's okay. I, I, I just, I'm happy just knowing that. I feel confident that what I'm putting out there is unique, and whether or not. Other people resonate with yeah, it or who not. Gives I, I who zero, gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? I have zero. Who fucking control. cares? I have <laughs> zero control over it. You I'm, know? I'm looking at myself right here, man. Yo, what's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> You're an angel. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna uh, ask you, uh, Sean, an an old man question. Ooh. You know, I shaved that beard off, man. I thought, yeah, I, well, I, thought I, I thought I escaped you're, it. You're still old, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so th- this is my old man question for you. And really, um, it's about like romanticizing the past and nostalgia. Is there anything about like the music scene from when you were starting, like in the early 2000s, that you feel no longer exists in the community? Or do you feel that things are still pretty much the same? Well, it's a hard question to answer, Brian, because when I started music here in Pittsburgh, I wasn't from the scene. You know, I I, I moved here. Started as an outcast. Yeah, I started as an outcast. So um, the first band that I moved here, when I I first moved here in 1999, the first band that I ever saw was a, a band called Silver Tongue Devil. You yeah, know who that was, is? Oh, yeah, I know Todd and Robbie. Yeah, baby. Uh-huh. Fucking Todd, man. <laughs> uh-huh. So when I first met Todd, I was like, yo, what's up, Todd? It was at um, this that place on fucking Carson Street, Nick's Fat City. Yeah. That shit was like Nick's Fat City. I was like, yo, Todd, I just met you. And um, so 
he he was booked. Um, my friend actually booked him overseas in Germany uh, for Silver Tongue Devils. His name is Mirza. Uh, he he booked him a a few times over overseas. But when it comes down to like what was happening in the scene when I first moved here, I wasn't really part of that scene. I understand. Yeah. And so um, right now, honestly. I couldn't be happier with the Pittsburgh scene. Uh, we've built many, many relationships over the years uh, from, like I said, like from Todd all the way to fucking Sean Murphy, all the way to fucking um, Ryan. I mean, we, we, we definitely empower the Pittsburgh scene. Uh, there's nothing that you want to uh, eliminate from the Pittsburgh scene. Uh, I know that people say, like, Pittsburgh isn't a music city, but I, I definitely don't agree with that. I'm, Pittsburgh I'm, is a music city, man. Like, we have we have some of the best fucking artists across the fucking world, across the country, across anywhere, man. We are, we are strong, man. We are strong. I, I agree with you in terms of the talent, but I think why Pittsburgh isn't a music city is because there isn't a, we don't have like very strong base of venues or notable clubs that have any sort of a Not legendary true. status. Not true. What it is, Brian, what it is, Brian, is that when people go to Pittsburgh and they say, hey, look, like Pittsburgh's a pretty big city. You know, it's like, you could go to like the South Side. You could go to the fucking. You could go to fucking Lawrenceville. You could go wherever, right? And the problem with Pittsburgh is that they don't have like uh, one particular place where they have like that built-in, that built-in crowd. Yeah, you know, like where that's people just keep going, 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 going. That's going, literally going. what I was just saying. Right? Sean. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> they, they don't have that built-in crowd place. Because you could say, hey, look, Normal Creatures is playing on the north side tonight. Primate's playing on the south side tonight. And fucking Bastard Bearded Shishman is playing on the fucking west side. It, it's just more like, hey, look, who do you know? This is who I'm going to go see as a place to, as, as opposed to playing just like one little venue like Buzz Band or... Yeah noble creature like like i have a built-in crowd here it's like pittsburgh's a big enough city to have be a city but still small enough to be friendly and in that curse it's like i have to go to here go to here fall this one fall that one yeah it, it's a really hard city to come into as an outsider and know where to go easily Right, you know what I mean. Like and I could, I could. I've been here I, twenty years, and I'm still on that outside. Exactly. So that's what I, that I think that's the issue. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, with all of that nonsense being said, I'm going to divert my attention to Alex. Oh hi. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so over you know, as and like I don't mean to keep bringing this up as like an old young sort of thing, but so. Used to it. I, I, it's like I, I, I'm like I'm, I'm genuinely not, but it's like it's just it brings up interesting questions because this is a dynamic that I don't deal with a lot. Um, in terms of like, how long have you been playing live music? Because I don't know. So like, ever since I started with Primate was the first. Was okay, but well, you've been playing since you've been like six. Yeah. So, but yeah, but still, it's like, well, okay. How about a better question? Regardless of playing live music, what about like? The local music scene. When were you introduced to the local it's music like, scene? Prime, still a primate. So, okay. So three so, years ago. When so I that's started. yeah. I mean that's he was he was he was under twenty one when we were playing at Howlers. Oh god, you know, Howlers gnarly. Yeah, we, we were playing at Howlers, and he's like, "What were you like, nineteen twenty? I was twenty years old. He's and like, the 20, owner gives me a roll of. He quarters. gave him a roll of quarters. He's like, go play that fucking pinball pinball machine." I kept those quarters. It wasn't the owner. It wasn't <laughs> Sue, but he's she, the 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 uh, barkeep or whatever he was. He's like, go play those royal quarters. And I was like, don't worry about it, Alex. He he's not trying to drink anything because he still isn't drinking. Look at him. He's drinking a fucking AW. Hey, I mean, the there is an empty smear off there. <laughs> um, no, okay, so you're 
So your experience in all of this is very new. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that like when you're around, you're in the scene and you're around some people that, you know, have a few years or more on you. Um, I'm sure this is maybe a conversation that has come up before about like where the scene's going, what it's been like and all that stuff. But as like somebody that's new to this, what has your experience and your overall feelings of like so the scene the, like? I know the old timers. I would say like 40 and plus, they, they think like the Pittsburgh scene is dead. And then like the kids my age who are actually like starting to branch out more, they're understanding why like the music scene is kind of dead in Pittsburgh and they try to relive it. We'll revive it, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not relive it. Yeah, I think, <laughs> well, I mean, I think that that's, I think a lot of people don't realize that like you are the problem you create. It's no different than earlier when we were talking about social media and you said something that was, I said it was beautiful, but it was about uh, something about, like you're in control of your social media. I forget how you worded it, but it was really <laughs> eloquent. But I think that that's the way that you are with everything. Like if you want a good music scene, you have to have a good attitude. You have to be good to people around you. And you can't be a fucking jaded, miserable fuck. Because yeah. nobody's going to want to be around you. And it's like, it's not that people don't want to come out to shows. People just don't want to come out to your shows because you're a cunt. Right, exactly right. I can say that about a band I was just <laughs> friends with, but I'll leave their name out of it because I really hate him at the moment. Sure. But, you know, he was a hermit at his show and people didn't want to go to it anymore. Every show that I play with Primate, I'm at least talking to at least 10 different people in a matter of right. five minutes. Our, our, our shows have been definitely uh, picking up some steam. Uh, we... We definitely appreciate all the fans that have been coming out. Um, like, literally, right? Alex, I, you, you know, like, every single show, we keep getting more and more um, traction. We keep getting more and more people. And we love more our positivity fans. positivity as yep, well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's so wild, you know, for a like, you know, for a scene of, you know, outcasts and, you know, dark clothing with long hair and Beards and things. I know you're wearing bright clothes. <laughs> but you know, you, you still got the long hair and stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 an out full of outcasts and degenerates, and probably, you know, I mean, to some degree, sure, guilty as charged. But the funny thing is that really at the end of the day, like all we really want is that like kindness in people that are just like happy to be around each other. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that you guys are doing that is probably leading to a lot of that success is that you're providing a comfortable space okay. for those outcasts to come out and they know that they're going to be in a space where they don't feel out of place, where they don't feel like they need to make, you know, pretend like there's something that they're not, you know? Right. If you're an outcast, come see us, man. We good. We have we, fun. We love you, man. We, we love those outcasts. We have a zombie song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always have a good time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as we are, um, you know, slowly inching around the the final mountain here of our conversation on this metaphorical train ride, <laughs> I do want to point up point out and ask, was it planned for you both to be wearing Star Wars t-shirts today? No. no. <laughs> well, look, it wasn't. But look, you see this? I this You know, this is Steve Pierce. Oh. I put it right in the Death Star, man. Shout out to Steve. Steve Pierce, man. You know who were he you, is? Were you, I know who Steve is. Yeah. I put him on there, man. He was at our last show, and I, I bought this for, I think it was like $2. <laughs> Were you even aware that both I'm of you were wearing rich. Star Wars shirts? Yeah. 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 Those great minds think alike, baby. I don't even know. What do you got? Oh, right. Always oh. being the bigger person to take the high ground. Only one cannoli. <laughs> that shirt's fire, actually. Box you lunch. Like mine? This is my belly. I, I like your shirt, too, but I, I'm a sucker for a good print on tie-dye. <laughs> I really am. I know you are. I'm not a person for a tie-dye, but I saw this one kind of just sitting yeah. there, and I'm like, I, yeah, I, it's like, take this one. Yeah, I just, there's something about, um, like, a fun print on tie-dye. I don't mm. know what it is. I have a lot of theme park tie-dye shirts. I've got a Roger Rabbit tie-dye I have, shirt. I have, a, I have so much fucking merchandise from you, and you don't have one thing tie-dye. Where are that? <laughs> Oh yeah, I haven't done any tie dye merchandise in a long time. I it's actually been think a long I, time. I've only done. I did one tie dye shirt. It was just when I was doing solo music as Sykes, probably like ten years ago. It was a long time ago. That was a long time. I ago. I was airbrushing oh, at right. that point. 
I might do I might do some tie dye normal creature shirts actually. Well, if you do, I'll buy it. All right. <laughs> cool. All right. I got pre-order placed, bro. Pre-order. <laughs> so, you know, I'm gonna I think that we've said enough about all of the music and all of that in the scene. Um Please, you know, go check out Primate, listen to them online, check out a show. But the conversation is not done yet because <laughs> Woo Doggy, maybe look at this, this guy right here, man. Yeah, look at him. Uh, look at this guy, man, right here. Look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're so good looking. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very kind. So check this out. This is my last question. So. You're both Star Wars fans, apparently, because you have T-shirts. We don't even know. Oh, wow. This boy's real. Okay. Yep. All right. I get it. (laughs) So, Sean, you grew up with Star Wars in a different way that Alex may have grown up with Star Wars. That's right. And I'm curious about both of yours opinions on, like, what Star Wars has become, you know, over time. Because, again… With you being so young, I don't even know like what how you would have been introduced to it, but obviously it's way different than what Sean was. And this is always an interesting conversation to have. So I'm going to start with Alex. How did you find Star Wars? My mom. Oh, okay. We would go up to my... Uh, it'd be her parents before they passed on. We would go up there when I was a kid. I remember just going in my grandfather's room or ours and just watching Empire. Because they had that one and uh, Return of the Jedi. I never watched A New Hope. I don't know why. And then I got older. I kind of moved away from it for a while. Came back to it. Was started with A New Hope and kind of re- redid that tril- trilogy. Then I did one, two, and three. And then new. Okay. So that's interesting. So then maybe your interactions with Star Wars aren't so different. Unless, Sean, maybe you came I, late into the game. I, I am much different. Uh, four, five, and six. We all know sucks, right? I mean, Wait, what? Four, five, four, five, and six. Well, no. Like, Are you thinking of one, well, two, and three? One, two, three. Okay. Yeah. It's one, four, two, five, three. and six for yeah. someone in their 40s. Four, five, sure. six. <laughs> one, two, three. You know, um, a special place in my my spot for uh, Star Wars was uh, my wife. Uh, we recently, you know, got married and stuff. And, um, you and your wife got married? Well, no way. That's what happens with the wife, right? Wow. <laughs> I'm single. But <laughs> anyways, <laughs> the last three, the last three releases I've done with my wife, and she's always uh, you know, went to the um premieres. Uh and we, we did the last three premieres by ourselves with ourselves, and so that was uh very special. So um I mean, that's what I like about Star Wars. Yeah. Something that I have with my I got wife you. is yeah. more special than most of anything. I don't Much think... more special than... I have a lot guy. of Star Wars shit. <laughs> I do. I have the comics. Yeah, I have he's the got, books. Look at all his tattoos. All his tattoos are fucking Star Wars. Look at this guy. What's this? Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren's. Yeah. Ray and Darth Vader. Yeah. I love it, dude. <laughs> so I, I, We do have a dog called Leia. My dog's name is Ray. His dog's name is Ray. I had a cat named Solo. He just recently passed. His cat's name Solo. So we we cross paths. Oh, more than once. I'm the dark side. (laughs) I even have Kylo Ren's lightsaber that cost me $330. Yes. Before Toys R Us closed. Nice. Now that warranty does not exist. That shit's shit's closed? I don't even know, man. Mm -hmm. One of West Mifflin, it's a UPMC now. Oh, they take over everything. Mm-hmm. Those motherfuckers, man. <laughs> so I will um I will share my my Star Wars experience because it's actually different than both of yours. So I didn't um I didn't grow up with I was like a little bit too young to have grown up with the original movies. Yeah. Um and nobody in my family gave a shit, really. I mean I'm not too young. I mean, I was born in eighty five. Right. But, so that was a time one, two, and three were about to exist. That means four, five, and six have already four, existed, right? They two. existed, but nobody in my family, like you had your mom, nobody mm-hmm. in my family gave a shit about it. I did I knew it was a thing, but it just was always ignored. And then whenever uh Phantom Menace came out, everybody was flipping shit. 
So I remember seeing the Phantom Menace and being terrible. like, "What the fuck?" It was terrible. Yeah. You're like, and then, you're like, what's 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 the big deal, man? Because this kid sucks. Well, it's one of my best friends in high school at the time that would have been actually more middle school was a huge Star Wars fan, and I remember I saw Phantom Menace and I was like, "Fucking whatever." And then we saw Attack of the Clones and I was like, "Fucking whatever, like whatever more." But then I ended up finally <laughs> like podcast. That was a few, racing, a like, few years later, right? I'm I'm actually working at Blockbuster Video. And then I Where? finally did Blockbuster <laughs> Video. Wait, what? There used to be this place. I don't think. Wait, what is it called? Blockbuster Video. It's called Eat Family My video. Ass. Oh, it's yeah. Netflix. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah. Family yeah. Video was a Yeah, thing. Family Video. That's funny. That's a very like South Hills joke. Um, so were you a, where, where were you? I live in Brentwood. <laughs> <laughs> fucking knew it, bro. I'm not that far. <laughs> I told you, fucking South Hills motherfucker. I can't say much. That's so funny. There ain't nothing wrong with it. But um, anyways, I remember I was like, I'm going to South watch Hills. because I'm going to watch the original ones because uh, I guess Revenge of the Sith was going to come out. And I was like, well, I'm going to see it with my friend. And then I finally watched episodes four, five, and six. And I was like, oh. This I get awesome. it now. It's just good. And then it made me so mad. It made yeah. me because like you're, I was like, I just don't get it. You're a yeah, butthurt. Yeah. You're yeah. like, yo, I don't get it. Yeah, but I, I totally got it after I'd finally watched him. It's funny because it was just like so much later and way after <laughs> the fact, you know. But uh, that's my experience with Star Wars. I'm actually really happy with Disney Plus with releasing uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. That is, I call it only one cannoli. Like finally tying in what happens <laughs> yeah. after what three? Yeah, I need to watch Obi Wan. I mean, I've watched all the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett stuff, and I liked all of it. I watched the first Clone Wars, like the, the yeah, animated. I remember watching like the original Clone Wars back in the day. That was a cartoon. Yeah, the cartoon yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, he said back in the day, and I was like nineteen ninety seven. It was like two thousand. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. I was, he I says nineteen ninety four. I, I said nineteen ninety seven. It was like two thousand four. I gave you more crap. Yeah, no, but yeah, it was it was right around that same time as like that was right in the period where like I had finally seen all of the episodes and Revenge mm -hmm. of the Sith was about to come out, and that would have been was like Cartoon I, Network when all that stuff. That I graduated stuff in nineteen ninety five, so nineteen ninety four. I wasn't watching cartoons. I wasn't even a nutsack yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like I was just left, right, left, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, but yeah, that that's fun. I like Star Wars. Star Wars is cool. Brian, fucking love you, man. Sean. Ah, really? Yeah, I'm glad you, we baby. finally got oh, to do this, fuck, man. man. I Alex? How long has it been, man? Oh, this Wait, way. Let's go. Yeah. Here. That was much more uh, easier. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, with all of that being said, this has definitely been a podcast. Um, <laughs> you could, do you want to do you want to drop where uh, people can find all of the social media stuff, Sean? Uh, you just look up Primate Music, all one word, baby. You can find us anywhere. And you said that your next show coming up is going to be with Green Jello at the Subalpine. Subalpine. Yep. Yep. We're going to do that. We're doing Deutschland, but it'll probably be after this podcast, but yeah, we love sure. you all, baby. This will probably most definitely air before August 7th, but I don't know about Deutschtown because that's in a couple weeks. Yep. Where are you guys playing Deutschtown? Uh, vinyl. That is. Vinyl right across from, um, right across from the, uh, the fuck's it called? Whatever it's called, man. Uh, the, Beer distributor there. What's it called? Uh, you're playing at Government Center? No, Vinyl. Vinyl? That's the name of it? It's across from uh, Penn Brewery. It's across from Penn Brewery, Vinyl Street. I think we're outside. Oh, you're, oh, Vinyl Street. <laughs> I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is Vinyl? Ah, I don't know, man. I, I'm just fucking like, Vinyl. I don't know. Vinyl. I never played it. <laughs> well, it's so funny because, like, I know that there. I'm running sound because there is there is government center, which is the record store that's by a beer distributor on the other side of the bridge. So that's why I was this getting confused. First, first time I Deutschtown, 500 bands, 50 fucking stages or something. I don't fucking know, man. I'll, I'll we'll be there, man. Yeah, <laughs> we're with leprosy. Good fucking luck yeah, yeah. at that festival. I'm running the fucking sound. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> it really it does. does. We're we're gonna cut that. <laughs> no, I'm not going to cut that. 
<laughs> Deutschtown Music Festival is the worst no, run music better, festival man, in the city of Pittsburgh. And they could do so much fucking better. He's cutting this out. Oh, I'm not cutting it out. I have been. I I've talked so oh, much shit on let's that end festival. This podcast with a big hug in front of Bugsy. Come on, let's get a good hug in it. Come on, come on, get up here, Alex. Come on. Yeah. This is how we end it, baby. Uh, I mean, listen, <laughs> I really, I mean, with Deutschtown, it is all love because I know a lot of the people that are behind the scenes on that, but they just fucking mismanage it so, so hard. Come on. He's good, man. I gotta, I gotta, it's, I gotta go pee. It is pee. so insanely mismanaged. And the, I've never played it. So the reason why it's mismanaged is because they're trying to do this whole, like, we need to have the most bands and the most stages. And then. Behind the scenes, it's like half these stages don't have PAs, and it's always a last-minute scramble to find people to run sound. So now you got somebody like Sean fucking running sound all day for a stage because this festival can't manage it themselves. Yep. Nonsense. I agree. I, appre- I appreciate... Oh, Brian, we need some explicits. <laughs> we need some explicits in here? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They're, do better. That's all. <laughs> But I hope you fucking guys have a killer show, and I hope all the bands have killer shows. Oh, don't and I don't want the festival to do bad. I genuinely don't. We but love it all. It's just a fucking nightmare every year. It's a nightmare for everyone involved. It seriously is. So I never played it, so it'll be a first. I'm just going to leave it at that, and I don't care. If you got a problem with it, so 416 call me, baby. Fuck off. <laughs> and that's it. That's been a podcast. Peace the fuck out. <laughs>